You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 382. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 382. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, my love. How the heck are you? I earlier said that I am exhausted. No, you didn't. Mr. Smith caught me and he said, no, mm-hmm. don't say that. You're, you are going to... M- come through with some major some, energy. Yes. And you're going to educate these people on how to live better lives. <laughs> that's right. I that's think ex- is exactly what I that's said. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm <clears throat> excited to talk about this topic. We haven't talked about it for a while, but it is how to share personal development with other people in your life. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a touchy one sometimes. It is. I think you're you're really good at this. I, I am? I really do. Yeah, I think you're really good at it. But I see this all the time with clients and students where they've made such marked changes in their life in one particular category, and then they start seeing everyone else in their life going through certain things, and they want to fix it. Right. Right? Yeah. And oftentimes... It is not something that is very well received mm-hmm. at all. Right. So we're going to talk about how can you move that that needle a little bit? How can you actually affect change and be supportive to people in your life without seeming elitist or grandiloquent or you know better than they, right. they do? But obviously, we're going to jump into that. But we need to do a would you rather that Mr. Smith is feeling pretty confident about. I kind of like this one. I'm looking forward to getting people's input on this, actually. Okay. So here is a segment that we like to call Would You Rather And today's Would You Rather is (laughs) Would You Rather Always have someone in front of the item that you're trying to get to at the grocery store Oh, that's the worst Or have to read the entire label of everything you have to purchase I think I would go with the person being in front of me You would I would Although I'm a very tedious and careful person. Mm-hmm. And I'm expedient. About yeah. My... And you're, you, some would say hasty. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> would say hasty. Me, I'm the person. <laughs> I.e. you. Yeah. You're, you're hasty. I am. But I know what I want. I get into the grocery store and get out. That's but my you style. you do make mistakes. I never for, make mistakes. And you forget things. Ever in my life have I made a mistake. Yes. You I don't know what you're the talking wrong about. item. I'm perfect. <laughs> or you are like, shit, I forgot this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, never. And that doesn't typically uh, happen to me. Anyway. But I think I would go with reading a label. There's nothing more annoying than having somebody in front of you every time you're trying to get to something. Excuse me. And oh, like, you mean every item? Every item. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just one item uh-uh. for some reason. In front of all the items you need at the grocery store. Oh, that's awful. So every time you go to reach for something, there's somebody in the way. And you either have to wait for them to move or say, excuse me, try to get around them. I wonder if you would just adapt and get used to it. Well, I'm sure you would like anything Maybe. else. But 
maybe yeah. it'd be a great exercise in asking for what you need and, <laughs> and boundary setting. <laughs> maybe. I'm so obvious. Uh, but for me, I look at it like this. I think if I was reading the labels more careful, I might not be getting the things that I get. I'm you, be going, uh, you oh. eat pretty damn I, I, No, I do. But, you know, like canned chicken, for instance. Maybe I wouldn't get canned chicken if I read the label. So is it just the nutritional information or you're reading all the ingredients, all Everything. the label? The entire label. The whole yes. thing. Oh, I think I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I think I might choose somebody's in my way, even yeah. though that is so maddening. It is That is so annoying. I had, happened, I had it happen to me twice at the grocery store uh, last week. And so it made you think, and, would you rather? It, it was in front of the almond milk, right? <laughs> so you can't like get around that. They've got the door open. They're inside the door. They're looking oh, at everything. Oh, the refrigerator. Right? Type. Yeah. Okay. So ahead. I'm just standing there with my hands on my lap waiting for her. And she's going through all the different types with <laughs> the door she, open. Maybe she chose Reed. She, she did. And then <laughs> I, that's what made me think of it is I was standing behind her and she was reading all the labels. And I'm like, what's worse? <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Okay, so you're picking read the labels? I'm going to pick read the labels, yeah. I'll be that person that you have to get around because I'm reading all the labels. Yeah. How, I don't know how somebody – you're such an ominous presence. I feel like if you were standing behind me, I'd be like, what is that giant mountain behind me? Yeah, I I kind of was breathing a little hard trying to like <laughs> – Like <clears> – Hello. Like, a little bit, a little bit. Almond melt. I was, I was trying to be patient. I really was. All right. Well, I think I'm going to pick – Someone's in my way. Okay. Because if I am in any type of a hurry, which I'm usually not, but if I want to get things done, I don't feel like I could sit there and read the entire thing of every item I get. Every item. That's also takes forever. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pick somebody in front of me. We would love to hear what you would rather. Yes, we would. And we talk about it every single week over in our After Hours community. After Hours. And I wish you could see how disgusting Mr. Smith was on the mic right now. Ew. I creeped up on him. He it. was a creeper. Every Monday in the After Hours community, we discuss what you would pick for the Would You Rather, and everybody defends their answer, and it's really hilarious. Mr. Smith chimes in. It's a really great time. I do a monthly training over there so you can get additional questions answered. If there's anything you've been stumped on or you would like some personal advice, come hang out with us and submit your question. We do Warm Fuzzy Wednesdays. It's just a really great, beautiful group of people. So if you want to come join us, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club that will redirect you to our little corner of facebook and you can play the would you rather every monday with us i love it all right so let's talk about how to impart all of your brilliant wisdom your personal development wisdom impart your wisdom that you want to share with other people in your life and You've started to see certain patterns of behavior or things that are blaringly obvious now. Mm. Is it blaringly or glaringly? <laughs> Maybe both. Well, it depends on if you're seeing or hearing it, I guess. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> see, I'm I'm catering to all sensory problems. Blaring would be visual. No, glaring would be visual and blaring would be audio, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, good. I'm taking care. Got, got, we got that clear. What right? if they're kinesthetic? Okay. I'm, it doesn't matter. All right. So... You're all pumped up. You're super excited about stuff that you've learned. And then you start seeing your sister do the same shit that you used to do, like talking shit about her body or 
saying there's no way I'm going to get this promotion or, oh my gosh, I don't think that's possible for me or things like that that you know are disparaging self-talk statements mm. that, and you've got some tools and you've got some things you want to share. Or maybe it's somebody in your life who's going through a really tough time and you want to tell them how to process it. And because it's worked really well for you. Mm -hmm. And if you have ever been on the receiving end of such advice, you're oftentimes like, could you just shut the fuck up and not tell me what to do? Right. Yeah. That was me this morning with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when you were trying to tell me what to do. Yeah. You were like, just breathe. And I was like, if like, you don't if get you out of my face, motherfucker. One more time. <laughs> tell me to breathe one more time, motherfucker. Yeah. Now, I think that's a little different. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I know. It is a little bit different. I'm talking more about when you're really digging into very specific conversations with somebody. I think that piece is huge around emotional intelligence, like the things that happened this morning with us. I think that's about me being consciously aware of how I'm feeling and asking for what I need and you doing whatever you need to do to not be around my negative energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Instead of trying to it, fix it. Trying to word it in a way that is uh, palatable. Palatable, exactly. All right. So typically when you're all pumped up and you want to share things that you've learned or you're really excited about stuff, it's common that you will see one of these three responses. One, somebody who is totally stoked on it. They're on board. They they also have an affinity towards personal growth and development. They want to talk about it. The second response is people who are happy for you, right? It's like, mm. I'm, I'm glad that that works for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. It's That's great. Knock yourself out. But it's not necessarily something they want to subscribe to or listen to or be a part of. So it could come in the form of you being like so excited about this new book you read mm. or this new podcast you listen to. And you know that this person in your life would totally benefit from it. The problem is, is they're not open to it. Mm -hmm. And so you think, oh, let me just make them open to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and think about if the situation was reversed. You know, maybe they have an amazing business opportunity for you if you just join their, <laughs> their MLM or something. And you're like, I am not interested in that. So you have to remember that if you are on that receiving end, you may not be open either. Mm. Right? Yeah. So – if they are happy for you, that's great. But l listen to them. If they're like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's really something that I'm interested in. Or, or read the room, right? Got to. The final way is they are not that happy for you. In fact, they make fun of you or they make you wrong. Aww. Or like, uh, why can't you just figure your own shit out? Or so cool. why are you into all of that like hippie shit? Or there are... A, ton of people who think that therapy and working on yourself and life coaching is all quack science and all bullshit mm. and or a sign of weakness doesn't really right or mm -hmm. a sign of weakness you're absolutely right so they could make you wrong so regardless of what is happening there i think that it's important particularly with the people who are happy for you but don't necessarily want to also start using all the tools or reading the books or do, going to the seminars. With them in particular, that is where you want to not do 
the following thing. Mm, okay. Telling them what to do or prescribing a solution for their problem. Mm, for example. Let's say that a a person is, oh my gosh, this one. <laughs> a person is extremely anxious. Okay. And you have struggled with anxiety a lot. And so you start saying, oh, you know what you need to do? Try some deep breathing. Or you know what you need to do? Go for a run. Get it out of your system. Mm -hmm. Now, those may be viable anxiety hacks. They may be things that have been really helpful for you. But let me tell you, when somebody is in the middle of the throes of anxiety, the last thing they want to hear is your magical solution of how to fix it. Right. What they want is sympathy. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. And of course, this and is- they a... want to be felt. Well- Oh, well, no. No. Yeah, maybe not. No. I was trying to go with the kinesthetic thing. Were you? Yeah. No. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, oh, were you? <laughs> oh, were you? Now, that's, of course, a blanket statement. Everybody is entitled to their own opinions, their own perspectives about what they're going through. But a majority of people, when they're expressing something that they are in discomfort around, like really struggling with anxiety, yeah, what they want is to be heard. Like, oh, wow, that sounds like it's really tough. Or oh, is there anything that I can do to support? Or I, I certainly know what that feels like. Is there anything I can do right now to, to help you through it? As opposed to, here's this magical remedy. Now, there might be a place for that advice, but don't lead with it. <laughs> do not lead with it. Sandwich. So, so a couple of things to keep in mind. First of all, if somebody is expressing any sort of angst or disempowering belief about themselves or they are, you know, picking themselves apart, saying they're not going to get this promotion or they don't believe in themselves or they think they're so gross or they think they're so ugly, you can approach that in a, in a handful of different ways, which I'm going to outline for you here. But the first, I think, is to recognize that if they're in a significant amount of pain, meaning they are expressing an emotion that is either extremely sad, like they're really weepy or, or emotional or sad about something, or if they're really angry and biting and pissed, that's mm. typically not the best time at all to come in with advice. Yeah. So pay attention to the emotional state that they are in and Likely if their emotional state is more heightened like that, really upset in some way, your best modus operandi is to say, oh, man, that, suck. that really sucks or that sounds like you're really having a tough go. What's the most helpful thing for me to do right now? How can I support you the best, right? Okay. Yeah. So let's say that perhaps they are not in a super heightened emotional state and it's maybe a pattern of behaviors, things that they say. For example, maybe you have a friend who is in the habit of constantly picking apart their body, always saying like, oh God, look at these lines or, oh my gosh, look at all this cellulite or look at this, which can we get over that fucking shit already <laughs> with cell cellulite? Like it's completely normal. 90% of us have it. So they have a disordered relationship with their body, talking shit on it, 
And it's a routine. It's a part of of how things have been going as far as your conversations. And now that you are having much more of a healthy relationship with your body and wanting to speak kindly to yourself, you recognize that these sorts of conversations are not healthy for you. All right. So one option that you could have is to share from your personal experience. And this is more of a perspective of hey, I've so been there. I know what that's like to really hate my body. Something that's worked really well for me is, but before you do that, offering and inviting, Mm -hmm. saying, hey, you know, I completely feel you. I've definitely had times where I did not like the person who was in the mirror. There's been some really cool tools and stuff that I've learned lately that have really helped me. Are you interested in in hearing about them? Or Are you interested in a business opportunity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm never, never am I. But to say something like that, that's like, I'd love to share them with you if you're, if you think that would be helpful. Because they might be super open to it, but they might also be just not wanting to feel de- deal with that at the moment. Right. It just might not be the moment. Now, there could be somebody in your life who never wants to hear it. And they are locked into this place of constant pessimism and woe is me. And usually those people, it becomes a boundary issue. It becomes a, hey, listen, I know you're going through a really tough time with that. We've talked about that quite a bit. And it's not something that I see us moving the mark on. I would really appreciate it if we would avoid that topic, right? So we're going to talk about that actually a little bit later. Okay. I kind of jumped the gun on that one. All right. So the first one is sharing from your own experience. So maybe there is a a family member who is going – into a job opportunity or a or a an interview or an audition going into a really tough test or something like that where they're really freaking out about am I going to be approved of am I going to get the job am I going to land the gig so you may have a really great tool or tactic or thing that you've learned and you want to share that with them that could be a perfect opportunity to say oh my gosh I had a job that I was so freaked out about and I tried this this really cool tip that I had heard on a podcast or a book or whatever it is. Are you open? Do you want to hear about it? Do you want me to share that with you? And and then if they say yes, then you do. And Be then if not, no, though. It, yes, right. that's key mm-hmm. to not get all fucking pissed off if they say no. Right. That is a totally acceptable answer. And then if they do say that, say, hey, no worries. Uh, still, The offer still stands, so let me know if you ever change your mind. Done. Super easy. Boom. Boom. All right. Number two. This is another tactic that you can use when you want to share personal development with others. And I should say this too. I hope this goes without saying, but I don't think it does. No means fucking no. So if somebody has said to you over and over again, I understand that that works for you, but (laughs) I don't, it's not for me. Yeah. It goes the other way around too, right? Yeah. It is exactly the same way as somebody trying to push their religion on you or their mm. business opportunity or <laughs> whatever it is, right? It's if you want to be respected for your no, you need to respect other people's no. Yeah. You have to. Sure. Okay. So number two, share by acknowledging your pull to tell them what to do. 
So the way this sounds is to say something like, oh, wow, my gut instinct right now is to tell you what I did in that situation or to tell you this thing that I just read about. I don't know if that's going to be totally helpful for you. How can I support you the best? Right. That way you're saying, I've got some stuff I'd love to share with you. You know, I do have some ideas. I do have some tips. But I definitely want that to be in your court. I want you to be able to say, yes, tell me what you have to tell me or share with me what you need to share with me. But I think that can also be a really great way to express what our innate pull is. Oftentimes when we see somebody else who's in pain or in distress or we have a great solution for them, we want to fix it. Mm. We want to come to the rescue. We want to say, oh my gosh, here's what you need to do. And that may not be the best solution. Now, sometimes that's no big deal, right? Sometimes it's no big deal saying, I know what you need. You know, sometimes that's fine when it's light, when you're having fun, when you're being silly together, and it's not like a super heavy situation. But again, that's where you need to read the room room. around the emotional frequency. If somebody is in much distress, it's likely that giving them a prescribed answer is not what is going to be helpful. A lot less receptive, yeah. So share by acknowledging your pull to tell them what to do. Oh my gosh, I really want to tell you about this thing that I just learned. Or I really want to tell you this this tool that I learned in this class. Are you open to that? Or what what would be helpful for you in this way? Right? Mm-hmm. Just acknowledge. Right. Uh, I've oftentimes told this too to couples where you want to fix it. And that is not what the other partner wants. (laughs) Usually they want sympathy, empathy, sometimes just to be seen, just to be heard, to be held, listened to. They don't want the fix. So (laughs) to – what are you laughing? It just reminds me of the video of the nail. Do you remember that video? Yes. Where she's got a a literal nail in her head. And he's like, yeah, but you actually have a nail in your head. I can can take that out for you. She's like, I don't want you – Fix it. Yeah. I just want you to hear what I'm saying. I've got this splitting headache. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's but good. you actually do have a nail in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes if I can find it. I'm pretty sure it's, it's on YouTube. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And, but it's, it, it's very true because what happens in those situations is we are so acutely focused on the remedy and the right. fixing that we miss the person. Right. We dismiss how they are actually feeling. Yes. So imagine in that silly situation, if the partner would have said, oh, wow, that really sounds awful. You know, expressed some empathy. Right. Said, I heard you. I see you. Mm -hmm. You know, and then said, hey, I have some thoughts on some things that might be helpful for you. Mm -hmm. Are you open? I'm noticing that there's a giant nail in your head. (laughs) 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 <laughs> perhaps that's the the, the <laughs> that me- could be what's causing your headache that could be yeah exactly so you can very realistically in this situation say something like i have to be honest right now what i really want to do is fix it you can actually use those words you can say i feel such a pull to fix this and i don't think that that's what you need from me right now mm-hmm 
So to, again, tell me how I can support you the best. All right. That is awesome. I love that. Number three, this is something that I did years and years and years ago when I was working in an environment that was not overly positive all the time. And so I would share things that I was learning more through an example of sharing positive games. So I would say to people that I worked with, you know, when I would come in, I'd be like, so what are you grateful for today? Or what are you thankful for today? Um, And would be sort of silly about, it wasn't like a real come to Jesus of like, hey, I noticed that you're really talking shit on yourself here. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. that the relationship is not of that nature. Right. And so you need something that's a little bit lighter. So easily saying things like if if you have a friend I, – I actually, I did this when I was working in cosmetics. If somebody sat in my chair who would pick themselves apart and they would talk shit on like, oh, my gosh, don't look at my skin or my eyes or – or then they would say all – they would tell you all sorts of shit that was so negative about themselves. Mm. So I would say, all right, next time you say talk shit on yourself, I need you to tell me three things you love about yourself. <laughs> and then I would hold them to it, right? We didn't have a really deep, vulnerable relationship. Right. So it wasn't like I would have the the sort of tactics that I've talked about earlier with somebody who you're much closer to. Right. So with them – I would then hold them to it in sort of a game-like fashion. So sure. the next time they talk shit on themselves, then I would say, uh, uh, all right, three things, three things, mm-hmm. ready, go. And they would be stumped. And then if they were stumped, then I would help them out. And I would say, all right, well, first of all, you have brows for days, girl. Okay, they are beautiful. <laughs> Second of all, clearly you have a compassionate heart because of what you're talking to me about with your sister. You know, whatever anecdote they're sharing with me. Right. You know, and three, you are killing it in your occupation. Sounds like you are a badass bitch, right? So I would then give them three things that were amazing about them. And so that was a it's a more removed tactic when it's somebody in your life that you want to kind of share some of this stuff with, that there's a different way of thinking, there's a different way of approaching things, there's a different way of conversing with yourself, you know? You and were coaching before you were a coach. I know. I really was. <laughs> I really was. Or let's say it is somebody who's complaining about something that's going on in their life and you jokingly put your fingers in your ears like la 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 you know and you play sort of a a silly game but if it is somebody who you are really close with and you need to have a conversation with them about it you use that as a gateway you use that as a like no seriously I've heard you talk about this a lot and it seems like you're not making any headway there Do you want to hear my thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. Right? Sometimes it's not even about I have a specific tool or a specific whatever. It's I've got some thoughts. Are you open to it? I do this with my best friend a lot. We both do it back and forth because obviously we're coaches, so we always have the answer. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's always a tool. There's always a perspective. There's always something. Absolutely. So we've had to become very attuned at requesting and saying, do you want to hear what I have to say? Or mm. are you in a space for that? And that is two very um, 
evolved humans who've been immersed in personal development for 15 years. So there's always the solution. So we've yeah. really had to learn that just because you have the solution does not mean the other person is emotionally ready to hear it. Yes. And it's one of the most respectful things that you can do. Back to the nail. To check in with them and say, you can acknowledge, I've got a bunch of thoughts or I've got a bunch of things that I think would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Are you in a place to hear that or do you even want to hear it? Yeah. Right? That's Choosing great. your verbiage around that. I do that more. I, I do that pretty good with clients, but mm -hmm. I need to do that more because I – in my position, I'm the authority. Yes. So I'm already in the role of authority. Right. So it's easy for me to slip into that giving the fix or giving some kind of uh, example of how they might be able to overcome it instead of meeting where they are, you know? I think so. it also depends what is within the scope of your expertise. Well, yeah, but even so, right? Even if I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, here's what's going on with your body. I could say, look, you know, I'm about to say some things that are, make you feel might make you feel bad about yourself. Are you willing to hear these with it, oh. where where you at? Right. I don't want to make you feel worse than you already do. Right. Right. So, um, like, if they're carrying emotional distress or trauma or something in the body, well, let's just say I'm going to imitate the way that I see you standing. Oh, I see. I and see. I'm going to over exaggerate it so that you see what I'm. So you could feel what I'm trying to show. Right. But it doesn't mean that this is how you stand. Right. I try to like And are, is that okay? Massage with you? that, yeah. right? Um so yeah, I try to I start giving advice about physical things. Right. And I'm like, these people might not be ready for it. Like, okay, I've got some ideas. I should start there. Well, I do think that it's very different when somebody is coming to you specifically for your authority. Absolutely. But even still. Right. right? Yeah. And uh, there's definitely a place to be with that. Yeah. And and in fact, just the other day on TikTok, I saw a doctor who was talking about how he addresses uh, weight with patients. And it was so brilliant because he said, is it okay with you if we talk about weight, you know, and brought mm. it up, whereas so often it is, you are overweight, you mm -hmm. are obese, you are all these labels that we put on, and here's what you have to do. And one of his follow-up questions was, is this – are you happy where you're at? You know, do you feel powerful in your body? Mm. And if they say yes, done. Your right. work is fucking done, right? Right. So I, I thought that was just such a different perspective around advice for hire even. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something that you go to somebody who's of authority, a body worker like you or a life coach, hypnotherapist like me – or a doctor, you go to somebody like that who is of an authority, but that authority can absolutely be abused. There's a absolutely. way in which to be respectful about what you are sharing. Right. And and it also depends on the nature of the relationship and how close you are and how many sessions you've been together and, sure. and all of that all stuff. All those things, yeah. All right. So number three is share with positive games, saying, what are you grateful for today? Telling them, okay, next time you say something negative, three things you love about yourself, being silly about stuff, unless the situation is more deep 
where you have a more intimate relationship with that person, then I think it warrants vulnerability. So you could lead with a game. Like let's say you put your fingers in your ears like la, 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 la. I don't want to hear about all of the shit that's wrong in your life anymore. I want you to say stuff that's positive. You know, you could say it kind of as a joke, Mm -hmm. right? But if you have a deep relationship, you absolutely must say, in all seriousness, or all joking aside, Mm -hmm. and then lead into what you want to tell them. It's so difficult for me to see you in this type of pain, or I love you so much and I don't want you to be in this pain. I have some thoughts. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Right? Now, this leads me to number four. Share by boundaries and speaking up. So in that situation, you might be teaching boundaries or teaching speaking up for yourself or teaching confidence by how you choose to engage with them. Absolutely. So in that situation, you may say, I totally hear you that you don't want to get into it or you're not really ready to hear. What I need to say is I can't keep having the same conversation with you over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My request is that we don't come to this topic unless we discuss it in a different manner than what we have in the past. Right. I'm not saying you have to listen to everything I have to say, but what I am establishing is a boundary that I can't keep going down this same conversation route over and over again. Right. And you have to deliver it kindly because it can come across of, oh, you don't want to hear what I have to say? Fine. I don't want to fucking hear I'm it. Shut down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they, you might have to deliver that in different sittings. You know, so let's say let's say it unfolds like this. You have a friend who's bitching about their partner. They're super. You know, this is that whole asshole thing, asking for your advice, <laughs> and then they don't do anything you suggest. So. Let's say they are super upset with their partner. They're upset in their relationship and you see them constantly getting gaslit or abused in some way or it's really unhealthy and they're settling for it, but yet they constantly are bitching and complaining about it. And you're going, holy shit, girl, you deserve so much better. And you've kind of been doing that whole thing, the cheerleading thing, all of that. And then you finally say, you know what? I really think you should consider a different approach with this. I've learned a bunch of stuff or I know an amazing podcast or a book that I think would be really helpful for you. Are you open to hearing my thoughts on it? If they say no, that's okay. You say, okay, cool. Just know the offer still stands like we talked about earlier. Then if they keep going, Then if they keep going, yeah, but God, he just does this, he does that, he does this, then you can say in that moment, you know what, it is so hard for me to hear you say these same things over and over again because you deserve so much better. Can we switch the topic? Mm -hmm. I really want to hear about what's going on with you at work. Or mm. how have you been doing with that roller derby stuff? Or how – whatever. Right. You know, switching the topic. It doesn't necessarily have to be a hard boundary right then, but you may want to establish that boundary a little bit later. And we'll definitely link to the boundaries pod, the most recent one that I've done, to help you with that. But part of what that is is leading by example. It's standing up to family, showing them what you will and will not tolerate or friends or workplace. I can't tell you how many times – 
I've been super boundaried in my business with my clients or students. And they've said, you can do that? Like, you can just <laughs> do that? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, I could do that too. And I'm right. like, yes, you could do that too. Right. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> you know, I have a pretty strong, I don't work on Saturday and Sunday policy. Yeah. Right? So all my students know that. All my clients know that. And I don't bend on it. And I sh I lead by having an example of what a boundary looks like. And I have had people go, oh, my gosh, I thought I had to work whenever somebody called me and needed something, when a client needed something, I thought I just had to do it. I'm right. like, no, you actually don't. <laughs> and then they become bolstered by seeing what's possible when you stand in your own power, when you exercise boundaries or are able to speak up for yourself. So that one is much more of a showing up by modeling mm -hmm. what's possible. So – how to share personal development with other people in your life. Number one, share from your own personal experience if they are open to that. Number two, share by acknowledging that what you want to do is fix it. Uh, I'm having such a pull to fix it right now. I'm sure that's not what's helpful for you, using that as a lead-in. Yeah. Number three, sharing with various positive games, being more silly if the relationship is not super deep and intimate. And then finally, number four, share with boundaries and speaking up. And I will say that this is one of the topics that we discuss constantly in Deep Down and Dirty, which is my, yeah. you know, my signature program, because what happens so, so much of the time these, these women that I work with will become so bolstered and so excited about the changes that they're creating in their life. Mm. And then they want to run and get their sister on board right. or get their mom on board. Or get and It's like going to that seminar and you're all pumped up and you go home and everybody's like, wow, you're kind of a zealot. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I, I'm not interested in your business opportunity. <laughs> 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 yeah. So <laughs> if – you know, if I see that with them, then we, we kind of unpack it and we kind of talk about it, that you are on fire with the Lord right now. That is okay. That's awesome. And on another part of that personal development piece is respecting other people's boundaries mm -hmm. of acknowledging emotional intensity from other people, working within those parameters as well, right? And that's a piece of your own personal growth. So anyway, if you're interested in Deep Down and Dirty, it really is a completely transformative program that I teach. It's almost four months. I work with very, very few women at a time. And it really is for people who feel as though their biggest obstacle that they're up against is that they just don't think that they are enough. They don't think that they're deserving of love or deserving of the career that they want or that things just aren't possible for them, which then usually manifests as extreme perfectionism or overachieving, approval-seeking, wanting mm. everyone to think that they, that they are okay with you, people-pleasing, control, all of that kind of stuff, incredible self-doubt. So if any of those symptoms are showing up for you, it's likely that there's a deeper-rooted issue around your own value, your self-worth, how you view 
your hmm. worthiness. So if that's you, I have a masterclass for you completely free. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, and that will talk to you a lot about five shifts that you can make that will help alter some of those behavioral patterns. And then I talk about what deep down and dirty is and the process that we go through. And then at the very end of that, you'll see an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team where you can discuss exactly what you're dealing with. You know, what are your symptoms, so to speak? And what are the, where does it hurt? Where are you struggling the most? Yeah. And then you'll develop, she'll, uh, one of the strategy coaches will develop a plan for you and talk about if, if deep down and dirty is a good solution for you to remedy that stuff. So again, start with the workshop, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Workshop. So I think that's everything. Anything else you wanted to throw in the mix about sharing personal development with other people? Hmm. No, I think you covered it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great stuff, baby. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So there you have it. We will be back in your ear holes. Next. Not your ass calls. No. <laughs> no. Back in your ear holes next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life. Ms. and Mr. Smith, out. <laughs>